we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for hanging out around our campfire at Kender Outdoors for a little while this week. From the vineyards, campground, and cabins, beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. Our base camp, our home away from home, and a frequent spot for many that know where to go in their RV. Front door to the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. That overactive dog that freaks out during a thunderstorm, hey, that's a very good candidate for calming care. It very gently and safely over time settles the overactive, the overbarker, the overjumper dog. Learn more about Calming Care when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. My friend Jim Kern, he pitched 13 years in the bigs, a very talented pitcher, and an even better actor. Jim's about six and a half feet tall. His nickname, the Emu, that crazy hair, that beard and hair coming out from under that hat, screaming at himself on the mound, walking around in circles, crazy, very intimidating. That was all just to get one more strike, and he did many times. He's also a dedicated outdoorsman, has hunted and fished all over the globe, and we're talking to Jim about how you can go hunting and fishing with him later on the show today. Grab yourself a cup of coffee and make yourself at home. We're glad you're in camp with us here at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you hunt, fish, bird watch, whatever. Nature does not revolve around your wristwatch or mine. Success in the outdoors relies on a great deal of the secret ingredient, patience. I had a conversation with my friend, Mr. Whitetail, Larry Wysoon, about that. You know, I think I met patience many years ago for a very brief moment, but you're exactly right. <laughs> patience is so important when it comes. It's, it's like timing. In everything you do in life or whatever, in hunting, whatever, timing is so important. But if you're not patient enough, wait for that right time to happen. It will not happen. You can help your patients a little bit by working on your timing. You can study and do some things to help put you out there in the field at the right time. You're exactly right. I mean, when we're talking white-tailed deer, one of the reasons I, I love rattling, trying to rattle up deer, that also helps me with patience, simply in the fact that I can. it gives me the opportunity. I'll hit the horns together. Maybe nothing comes in. And I know they're antlers, but I hit the horns together. Nothing comes in. I'm going to wait maybe an hour or so if I'm sitting on a stand or whatever to rattle again. It helps me to keep looking forward to something in terms of being a patient hunter. Yeah. And, and you have to have a good dose of patience. As I've said before, patience has killed more critters than Tarzan. But... Uh, <laughs> But you're really an impatient hunter. You like to move, don't you? I do, but I'll, I'm also more patient a lot of times. What you see on TV is, is I learned the same thing many, many years ago. You have to you have to put in your time, a lot of time, particularly with big mature animals. So to me, it depends on where I'm hunting, what opportunities I have in hunting that area. But I'm going to try to be as patient as I can. That means getting out early. It means staying a long time looking for little things that will help me still stay concentrated on looking for the animal and paying attention, but also keep me there for a lot longer period of time. You know, it's very interesting. Over the years, we looked at a lot of the activity-type charts that are out there and came from the fishing world to begin with. 
those help me be patient as well. I know that they, uh, oh, we've tried so many different places, so many different times, kept records, and very close to those activity charts, do you see animals move in a situation where they're not in the rut, they're, you know, food is available, but I look at those and I say, okay, peak time for feeding today is going to be at 11 o'clock. Now, does that mean I'm going to wait until 1045 to go out? No, because animals are individuals just as we are. So you've got that animal out there. Maybe it's that buck that you've been looking for that's not going to follow the pattern of all the other deer. He's going to be out feeding really early at times when nothing else is. So, you know, you've got to put in your time again and be patient. But that activity chart helps me patient so that I remain where I am. Absolutely. You know, I learned a lot about patience uh, in the field from bass fishermen, from professional bass fishermen who depend on a paycheck to keep that boat rolling down the road. Uh, these guys go out, and whether they're catching fish or not, they've got to be on the bow of that boat, chunking and grinding from daylight to time to, to weigh in. And it doesn't matter if you've caught six ounces all day and you've thrown thousands of casts, that next one might be the one. And you hang on to that little glimpse of optimism, like you said, the cellular tables. Anything that will give you a little glimpse of optimism and, and a little perk is good stuff. It, it really is, and it makes so much difference, particularly a lot of times when you're hunting mature animals. I mean, it's like trying to catch that 10, 12-pound bass. You know, this, you're not going to do it on every cast. You know, one may come along in a week or a lifetime, and the same thing is with those really big bucks that you're looking for, a lot of us do look for. You know, you just got to be patient, put in your time, and, and be available mentally and physically when that thing happens. And like we've talked about before, uh, deer don't watch the cowboy game. If you're sitting in camp watching the cowboy game, your odds go way down. Hunt the middle of the day. It can be rewarding. It is. Over the years, the, the biggest bucks that I've taken, I've taken from about 10 o'clock in the morning to about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and that's when those animals move. The animals have patterned us a whole lot better and a lot more often than what we realize than we ever imagined we could pattern them. Patience, the most important ingredient in your hunt for your fishing trip. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic from the trusted name Purina. If you own a dog, you really ought to have Fortiflora in your fridge, ready at all times. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm always thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Marksman Firearms and Outfitters. They believe the customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer 90-day layaway, same as cash. To stay up to date on the latest products, news, events, and more, follow Marksman on Facebook and Marksman of Texas on Instagram. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. 
Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half-day, full-day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org. We the people and our right to bear arms, and our right to free speech, gather here. This is Kinder Outdoors. On beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas, I need to say hi to some folks. Jim Watts is in Edgar, Nebraska, catches Kinder Outdoors up that way. Hello to Janice Johnson in Argyle, Texas. Thanks for listening, Janice. We also heard from Brittany Laurent, Rochester, Illinois. Brett Yager in Carthage, North Carolina. In White Springs, Florida, it's Dennis Cape tuning in. Thanks, Dennis. And in Kerrville, Texas, down in the beautiful Texas Hill Country, hello to Cody Aarons. We really appreciate you guys tuning in, whether that's AM, FM, satellite, podcast, however you catch the show each week. Thank you. 
I've greatly enjoyed my friendship with Jim Kern through the years. He always has a great story. He's always returning from a great adventure. And he's always a great conversation. Jim Kern three times was an American League All-Star. Pitched for the Indians, the Rangers, the Reds, the White Sox, Phillies, Brewers, and finished up traveling back to Cleveland to pitch with the Indians. But I've got him here in front of me right now. Jim, it's always a pleasure. Good to see you, buddy. Well, you know, it's been a while since we talked, but it's good to see you. Uh, Jim Kern, for folks that uh, that don't know, don't remember, maybe you're not a baseball person, uh, you pitched how many years in the majors? Uh, 13 years in the major leagues, seven years in the minors, a couple of years in winter ball. Uh, the, the arm held out a long time before the equipment broke. Yeah. And uh, with an arm like with with a career like that, you had a great arm. So I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about your batting average in the bigs, uh, Jim. Uh, did you ever step up to the plate? You played in the National League, huh? Uh, regretfully, yes, I did step <laughs> up to the plate. You know, before we go into the batting average, we'll go into the fielding average. Oh. Uh, Greg Lucas, one time I was doing uh, Fox Sports on a uh, Texas A&M college game, and Greg says, you know, Emu, tell me about this 745 fielding percentage. <laughs> and I kind of laughed, and I said, well, you know, I caught three out of four. I mean, what do you want? A good third baseman, if he's under 990, he's having a bad year. Yeah. To me, 745 was good. And then as far as hitting... Uh, I couldn't hit a can. Uh, I I couldn't hit a duck in the posterior with a canoe paddle. It's uh, they used to laugh when I got up to bat. Major leagues, I was 0 for 11, only struck out seven times. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fun. Obviously, a very illustrious career and a well uh, thought of career. And uh, boy, you had an image about you, Jim, that was. I, I would watch on TV at home and be intimidated. That was just image, though, wasn't it? Well, it was, yeah. The intimidation was a big factor. I was a one-trick pony. I could throw the ball 100 miles an hour consistently, but I, I wasn't a good athlete. I was probably in the bottom 10% of athleticism of major league players, and you're playing against the best players in the world, so you, you figure out how to make all this work. And my idea was the talent was so close in the major leagues between pitching and hitting that if you could erode their confidence two or three percent, you had a big advantage. So it's a big deal, just that little bit. Yeah, it was. So I'd get on the mound and yell at myself. I had hair all over the place, beard, uh, you know, acted crazy, and a lot of it was construed to make the hitters uncomfortable. You know, whenever you threw a ball inside and, and they did a one-and-a-half gainer in a pike position trying to get out of the way, you kind of looked at your fingers like, wow, that slipped. And uh, actually, you were trying to set up the outside half the plate for the next pitch. Uh, that's the fun part of baseball is the mental part that a lot of people just don't see. Students of the game really enjoy that. Um, since baseball, and you alluded to this, you've been all over the world hunting and fishing. Uh, it is a passion of yours. You have guided hunts uh, from the snow to the seashore and uh, fishing trips as well. You've done a lot of stuff. What are you doing now? Uh, we're still doing the hunting and fishing end. Uh, I managed a lodge in Alaska and guided up there for 20 years. Right now, the basic aim of our marketing is peacock bass fishing in Brazil's Amazon golden dorado fishing in argentina and uruguay 
uh, bird hunting in uh, South America, Uruguay, Argentina, and uh, we still do some brown bear hunting uh, in Alaska. You know, I've guided for a long time, and guiding whitetail, mule deer, black bear, elk is exciting. When you start guiding brown bear hunters in Alaska, it puts a whole different twist on it because you know if you make a mistake, that thing can eat you. Yes. And you're when you're guiding, you've got somebody else's life in your hand that really isn't as savvy for that particular animal or that particular area. So consequently, you're responsible for their life as well. So you kind of look at things a little differently. Absolutely, and peacock bass, not that different from a brown bear. They can eat you as well. Well, the peacock bass are very strong. The golden dorado have big teeth. The thing about the peacock bass swimming next to them is a couple hundred thousand piranha. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so so that, that becomes interesting as well. Uh, surprisingly, in the areas we fish, we've got black and white piranha rather than the red piranha, which are the nasty guys. Uh, and these piranha go six pounds, and interesting enough, they eat as good as a crappie. I was going to ask. Come on now, crappie? As, as a crappie, yeah. The natives would rather eat piranha than anything else. Wow, that is amazing. I want to talk uh, more about what you guys are doing, specifically the fishing, but uh, I want to talk to you about how this all started. This is a passion. You don't do this as long as you have, as well as you have without having a background. Where did this all start, hunting and fishing? Well, when I was nine years old, from then on, any time the old man went hunting or fishing, he always invited me. Ice fishing, grouse hunting, deer hunting in, in mid-Michigan, and I just grew up loving it. My wife used to accuse me of playing baseball to simply finance my hunting and fishing. And while I played baseball, we went on guided hunts for elk in the Bitterroot Mountains of Idaho, uh, in different places and then when I retired I started an outfitting business utilizing these contacts I had leasing ranches in Texas and then uh, splitting them up and releasing them and riding, running guided hunts and then it kind of morphed in there's actually more money in booking for an operation than there is running the operation so you, the exotic stuff in South America They've made me go to the Amazon 38 times since 1997. You forced you. Yeah, and, and every time you get on that float plane to head uh, 1,400 miles into the Amazon, it's never had a road punched into it, never been timbered. It's like flying into Alaska where you see no sign of man for a couple hours in the air. I mean, th th this is where I belong. Uh, the inner city, I don't function well there give me a place where I can talk to the animals and the birds and not people and I'm happier. I'm proud to call him my friend and we have a lot more ground to cover on the show today with former Major League pitcher and lifelong outdoorsman Jim Kern. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora from Purina Veterinary Diets. All of our dogs suffer from GI upset from time to time and Fortiflora fixes that. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools 
across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. 
It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. We swapped neighbor Jones some good cigars for an evening hunt in the honey hole. Come along with Kender Outdoors. I got a great note this week from Paul DeGroot. Paul and Cindy DeGroot. Kankanee, Illinois. He says, Billy, I want to say thank you for the information you shared on your radio show regarding Joshua Creek Hunting Lodge. My wife and I just spent last week in Texas at Joshua Creek. What a hunt. The birds were incredible. The food was amazing. The hospitality of the staff was great. We never would have known about it if it wasn't for you. Thank you, Paul and Cindy. Well, hey, I'm glad you visited the ranch, and Paul, I'm not surprised. Everyone I've ever referred to Joshua Creek Ranch has had that same same reply. Check them out. Joshua Creek Ranch, five-star everything. You'll learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. My friend Jim Kern, 13-year Major League pitcher. Lifelong outdoorsman, hunter, fisherman, and he can take you fishing. Hey, Jim, thanks for hanging on. If we go fishing for peacock bass with you on the Amazon, are we like sleeping with the piranhas and fishing out of little flat bottom boats? What's going on? What's the story? In in the Amazon, uh, we fly into Manaus, the old rubber capital of the world, a city of about two million people, and you get direct flights from Panama City, Panama, or Miami. And then the first night, we'll put you up in a hotel. The next morning, we'll get on a Cessna Caravan eight-passenger float plane. 
and fly about 90 minutes into the rainforest and land at what we call our river trains. And our river trains consist of eight 250-square-foot cabins uh, and uh, uh, a cook tent and then uh, another room, uh, which is all aluminum and air-conditioned, uh, have daily maiden laundry service. The extra room is a dining room. Uh, like I said, we've got electricity 24-7. And then in the mornings, you'll go out in 21-foot bass boats with big casting platforms front and back with a Brazilian guide. Without the Brazilian guide, you aren't finding your way back home in this myriad of channels. And then fish for the day. Do this. Uh, we offer four-day trips and six-day trips. And uh, then come back in the evening. Uh, you've got drinks, caipirinhas, which is like a Brazilian margarita. Uh, the food, the guides, the fishing is awesome. Uh, you can expect to catch, oh, 24 to 36 fish a day, peacock bass, between 5 and 20 pounds. And visualize a 20-pound smallmouth bass having a bad hair day, and that's the way these things fight. They do, and... You like to catch them on a fly rod. Fly rod's certainly an option, right? Yeah, yeah. We do spinning, bait casting, and fly rods. We furnish all the rods, reels, and lures at camp. The fly fishing is interesting. Uh, you got to, once you hook them, you don't know how big they are until they make a jump. And sometimes you go, oh, my Lord, what am I going to do with this thing? Uh, they are just very, very powerful they like to head for the brush as soon as you hook them, so it's a war to keep them out of the brush, uh, but it is exciting. Yeah. Looking back over your 13-year major league career, do you have a game you can pin it down to and just say, wow, that was the day? Uh, really, it was a game I wasn't involved in. Wow. Uh, it was opening day in 1975 in Cleveland. It was Frank Robinson's major league debut as a manager, and his first at-bat, he goes deep. That in front of 55,000 people was probably my most exciting time. 77 All-Star Game, the first time I played in an All-Star Game. Uh, I got in the third inning and struck out Dave Parker, struck out George Foster, and broke Lezinski's bat for a ground ball to second base. Uh, those are big, but watching Frank Robinson was the biggest in my career. That's very interesting. Your biggest day as a big leaguer was as a uh, a guy in a, uh, I'm sorry? As a spectator. As in the a pool. spectator like me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. If folks want to go fishing with you, what do we do? Uh, you can get me on the Internet at emuoutfitting.com, emuoutfitting.com, or give me a call. Go to our website, and phone numbers are there, and um, pretty complete information. And uh, we'll get back to you. Very good. And uh, kinderoutdoors.com, too, if you're driving, don't have time to jot this down, we've got it for you. And I gave you one of my prized possessions. I spent 15 years writing. Uh, we've got a book on Amazon, if you're interested, which is Tales of the Texas 70s and 80s Texas Rangers. Yeah. And it's not strategy. It's the stupid stuff we did on and off the field with ball players that had too much time and too much money. <laughs> and that's the stuff that I want to read. And uh, what an interesting and now historic cover. Gaylord Perry on there. We just lost Gaylord uh, a couple of years ago, and it, it looks like he's got you in a stranglehold. Well, Gaylord, I played with him in Cleveland. Gaylord was the honoriest 
old man you've ever known in your life. And I dearly loved him, but every time you said hi to him, it hurt. And I had asked these three guys, Gaylord Perry, Ferguson Jenkins, and Sparky Lyle, to take a picture with me. And so Gaylord immediately grabs me and Sparky pounding me in the chest. That's, that's the picture, yes. Yeah, it looks like Sparky's about to hit you with a haymaker there. Uh, that's a Hall of Fame uh, cover. It's 70s and 80s tales from the Texas Rangers by the emu himself, Jim Kern, available at Amazon. Yes, it won't break you. You can read it on Kindle, too. Very good. Hey, we're going to take a short break, then we're going to come back and talk about some other opportunities that you offer up uh, outside of Peacock Bass, okay? Sounds good. Former Major Leaguer Jim Kern, our special guest. I want to flip it over to you, Kelly Jordan. KJ fishes the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Spring's coming up. We're all champing at the bits to get moving and want to do our homework right, Kelly. When we're talking about throwing different baits, no matter what time of year it is, does color really matter all that much? Uh, it matters, especially if you're not using the color that the fish like. <laughs> so how do we want to match a color up to a fishing situation? Well, it's always good to have a pretty good selection of colors. Uh, you know, you can get as dialed into the color as you would like if you really want to. Uh, I don't ever discourage anybody from trying different colors, uh, but there are basics. And of those basics, you basically have your darks, your medium darks, your kind of light ones, and then your super light colors, basically from your whites to your chartreuses to your greens to your blacks and your browns. That's pretty much what you have. Um, in a soft plastic situation, you know, you pretty much uh, are using usually the darker of those colors, the more greens and the more blacks, you know, maybe with some different flake in them or whatever. Uh, possibly if you're throwing a soft plastic jerk bait, then you'll go to your light colors like your whites and whatever because your bait is actually imitating a shad or something like that. Uh, that being said, uh, probably the number one color that you could use year-round for pretty much anything is a green pumpkin color. Then you have watermelon, which is a little bit lighter than that, and you have the different flakes in there. Then you have your black and blues. Those work really good and really heavy cover or really off-color water or at nighttime. Uh, you know... And the more of the lighter colors and the more realistic colors you get to, more of the more clear shades and more of the glimmer, stuff like that, those typically may be really coming to play in really clear water. The clearer your water is, you can have one of the, more of those really cool natural colors. But if you have normal clarity in water or even you know more off-color water, the darks typically shine, with the exception of some bright colors trying to maybe help your visibility of your bait, and that's where the chartreuses come into play. Yeah. As a general rule, I mean, that's just sure. colors all spectrum, but you don't need a whole lot of colors and basics, and then you can tweak the, uh, the, uh, the, the little nuances in the colors, I guess, and then always have a, a little deal of dip and dye with you to dip the tail chartreuse. There you that's go. always a good call. There you go. And, of course, uh, it's, it, if you can do your homework and kind of find out what these fish in the lake uh, that you're fishing in, what they're feeding on, is there a, a healthy shad population? You know, what are they are they feeding on crawfish? That way, that can help with shape, bait, and color, can it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you do want to match the hatch if you do figure out what they're biting on. You know, what the fish are actively feeding on, that is a huge help to you and helps you select that. But, yeah, you know, stick with the basic colors. You know, like I said, there's your whites, uh, your lights, your greens, your dark greens, your browns, and your blacks. Sounds like a lot of colors, but it's only, what, four, five, or six, you know, something like that. Variations of those. If you have a selection of each one of those kind of in, in, throughout the spectrum, uh, you're going to have something that the fish are going to buy just about anywhere you go. 
The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park, located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view. And you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castelleria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. 
can see me in Argentina. You don't have to have four-wheel drive to get to this camp house. The helicopter will do the trick. This is Kinder Outdoors. Joshua Creek Ranch of the Texas Hill Country brings us to this corner of the camp house, Kinder Outdoors. They are endorsed by Orvis, Shooting Sportsman, Beretta, and Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> hey, book yourself a upland hunt, the best bird hunting in Texas. Stay five-star and hunt five-star with my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch. All right, Jim Kern, hey, 13 years in the majors, got a brand new book out, 70s and 80s Tales from the Texas Rangers. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, you're going to love this book. Uh, this is how I'm going to spend my next several nights reading through this book. Thanks for the gift. Oh, you'll enjoy it. It's got stories from Sunberg, Hargrove, Tom Grieve. Uh, we've got stories about Frank Howard, Ted Williams, Brad Corbett, uh, signing of Nolan Ryan with the Rangers. A uh, lot of interesting stuff, a lot of uh, idiosyncrasies of Mickey Rivers. You know, I remember one of the items in the book is Mickey, when he first got traded to the Rangers, Randy Galloway, who was a beat writer for the Dallas Morning News at the time, says, Mickey, how come you never had any trouble getting along with George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin? And Mickey thinks for a minute and he says, As George and Billy's nice, we's two of a kind. <laughs> the three of them, two of a kind. Uh, Jim Kern joining me, and uh, you can go fishing with Jim. You can go hunting with Jim. You guys literally feature some pretty cool trips all over the place. We do. Uh, we do bird hunting for Perdiz, high-volume duck, dove, and pigeon in uh, Uruguay and Argentina. Golden Dorado go up to 50 pounds. In Argentina and Uruguay, blue wolf fish that have the teeth out of a meat grinder. Uh, then we do everything in Alaska still. Uh, five species of salmon, rainbow trout, char. Uh, if you want uh, big trout, a 20-incher is a give-me in Alaska. And then we also do brown bear and moose hunting in Alaska. Brown bear hunting is great. I mean, uh, they they tend to lose it when you poke a hole in them. Yeah. And, Walking back in the alders, following a blood trail, knowing what's at the end, it it will uh, bring your heart into your mouth occasionally. Yeah, and it will make you rethink your priorities, I'm sure. I'm looking at a picture of a beautiful castle, that's the only way I know to describe it, in Uruguay, uh, where you feature uh, some uh, some high-volume pigeon dove shoots um, and Perdiz shoots. Is that where we stay? Yes, that's, uh, that particular estancia is called La Bella Jaca, and it's uh, just outside of Montevideo. Uh, there we do, like you said, uh, dove, perdiz, some duck hunting, some pigeon hunting, uh, but the facility is, is beyond nice. Uh, the lady that made it, Louise Brown's wife, uh, constructed it. Uh, she collected stones off old farmhouses, for I sort of say, it looks hundreds of years old. Yes, and used all these stones to construct it. It's only about 12 years old. Wow. But, I mean, you walk into this place, it is beyond great. There's, you know, ostrich skin on some of the walls. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's way over and above. And there's several estancias like that. We do them uh, north of Buenos Aires and Entro Rios province. Uh, we do duck, dove, perdiz. 
and Golden Dorado fishing up there, uh, and very affordable. You're looking at around $1,000 a night, food, lodging, hunting, the whole nine yards. And uh, the people all speak English, and it is a class operation. You're going to do that for about the price of a good elk hunt. Yeah, well, uh, cheaper, actually. Uh, And, uh, I mean, a good hotel room in Montevideo or Punta del Este, uh, right there close, which they call the Monte Carlo of South America, is going to cost you more than $1,000 a night. And we also, this area has four vineyards in the area, and we, we do wine tours there for couples where the gentleman can go out and shoot dove in the morning while the ladies can go to the vineyards and drink wine and uh, talk about the men, you know, (laughs) during the day. The only thing, I was about to say, the only thing that upstages this beautiful Estancia is uh, the countryside in the background, gorgeous. The the countryside is gorgeous. One of my best trips was from Guayaquil in Argentina to Montevideo, it was about a five-hour trip we took by car going from one lodge to the other looking at them. And it looked like the Midwest. I mean, it was just exactly like the Midwest with the rolling hills. They were harvesting grain. It, it was one of the, the better trips I've ever taken. Wonderful trips, uh, whether it's Alaska, Uruguay, or you want to go catch peacock bass with Jim Kern, uh, you can do that. Uh, emuoutfitters.com. Emuoutfitting.com. Outfitting.com and a link at kinderoutdoors.com. When we go to the river with you to catch peacock bass, we're staying in luxury. You, you detailed it earlier. Uh, you're not going to be roughing it anywhere along the way, and it is just simply amazing to me what you have two hours into an area that's primitive. There are no roads. There are no cities, no towns, no establishments there. What is there, you have to fly in, carry in, boat in. Yes, it is. The area is just like the Portuguese saw it in the 1500s when they first showed up. Uh, The the natives are extremely nice. Uh, They're the ones that staff our camps and the guides. Uh, You know, and I'm kind of famous down there because they're all about 5'4", (laughs) 5'5". And at 6'5", I stand out a bit. But these people are extremely nice, quality operation and uh, been doing it since 1992, so a lot of history. Yep, a lot of history. And listen, there's nothing more fun than catching fish on a topwater bait, and I'm assuming you do a lot of that. What, Zara Spooks or bigger? Uh, you do Zara Spooks. You do uh, something called a jumping minnow, which is like a spook. Uh, those great big woodchopper propeller baits. Uh, X-Raps, crystal minnows by Yozuri, uh and big six-inch long jigs. The, the secret to peacock bass is you do nothing slow. These are very aggressive fish, so you crank that reel as fast as you can crank it. Try to instill the instinct to chase, and uh, it's, it, it's extremely fun. Yeah, if you like catching, not fishing, this is your trip. Uh, you're going to be very active the whole day long. You're going to go to bed tired and with a smile on your face. You are, and you're going to see the seven-foot river otters are down there, the pink and gray dolphins that are in Wait a minute, Jim. Seven-foot otters? Seven-foot river otters. Is this that old intimidation feature that you're throwing out? You, from the otter standpoint, it is, because once you see one, you'll be intimidating. Their head is the size of a soccer ball. Yeah, and we've got pink and gray dolphins that are indigenous only to the Amazon. You'll have black caimans. Uh, you've got more macaws and toucans than you ever thought existed. 
I love to sit on the beach at night and simply try to figure out what is making that sound in the rainforest. You'll have woolly monkeys and spider monkeys, three-toed sloths. We were sitting in camp one night drinking caipirinhas, which is a Brazilian drink like a margarita, and here this three-toed sloth walks into camp, hangs out a bit. We wouldn't give him a drink, so he left. <laughs> Jim Kern, it's always good to see you. The new book is 70s and 80s Tales from the Texas Rangers. We'll have a link to that at Kinder Outdoors, as well as any of these fabulous trips uh, that you might want to participate in. Jim, thanks. Always a pleasure. I enjoyed it. Jim's got his own key to the camp house. He can be here anytime he wants. He's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> For a link to Jim's new book or to go hunting or fishing with him, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. You can also learn more about my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch there. I have on my walls and in my freezer the results of some very successful axis deer hunts at Joshua Creek Ranch. Yes, they're world-renowned for their upland bird hunting, their bird dogs, the pointers, the Britneys, the setters, and those wonderful little English cockers that they incorporate into the hunt. But this free-range, low-fence ranch also has one of the finest axis deer herds to be found anywhere in North America. Check them out online. Book a hunt with them. You can do that in the summer, you know. They are an exotic species, meaning open to hunt year-round. Great way to spend a few days in the summer with my friends at Joshua Creek Ranch. Let's stretch our legs, and I'll meet you right back here. You know what? We smell like fish, and we're proud of it. I'm Mike Iganelli, and this is Kinder Outdoors. Hunters and fishermen gather here every week. Boy, we need another freezer. This camp house is Kinder Outdoors. Hey, welcome back to our camp house here at Kinder Outdoors. Sure glad you're here and sure glad I discovered Purina Pro Plan for my hardworking bird dogs and my lovable lap dogs many years ago. As a matter of fact, I was a Pro Plan guy before Pro Plan ever began. <laughs> before Pro Plan, there was Purina High Pro. That's how far back I go with the good folks at Purina. My hard-working bird dogs throughout the years have benefited from ProPlan Performance Formula in the Purple Sport Bag. 30% protein, 20% fat. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. There's one ingredient that has as much to do with our success as hunters, fishermen, and outdoorsmen and women as any other tool. It doesn't cost anything and can be grown, increased, and developed over time. What is this very important outdoor ingredient? Larry Wysoon and I had a conversation about it. Larry Wysoon, you can go buy the best optics, you can buy the best rifle, you can buy the best camo, you can look like little Lord Fontenoy, and if you're missing one ingredient called patience, you're probably not going to have a whole lot of luck. You know, I think I met patience many years ago for a very brief moment, but you're exactly right. <laughs> Patience is so important when it comes. It's a matter. It's like timing in everything you do in life, or whatever in hunting, whatever. Timing is so important. But if you're not patient enough, wait for that right time to happen. It will not happen. You can help your patience a little bit by working on your timing. You can study and do some things to help put you out there in the field at the right time. You're exactly right. I mean, when we're talking white-tailed deer, one of the reasons I, I love rattling 
trying to rattle up deer. That also helps me with patience, simply in the fact that I can, it gives me the opportunity, I'll hit the horns together, maybe nothing comes in. And I know they're antlers, but I hit the horns together, nothing comes in, I'm going to wait maybe an hour or so if I'm sitting on a stand or whatever to rattle again. It helps me to keep looking forward to something in terms of being a patient hunter. And, and you have to have a good dose of patience. As I've said before, patience has killed more critters than Tarzan. But, uh, but you're really an impatient hunter. You like to move, don't you? I do, but I'll, I'm also more patient a lot of times what you see on TV. Is, is I learned the same thing many, many years ago. You have, to, you have to put in your time, a lot of time, particularly with big mature animals. So to me, it depends on where I'm hunting, what opportunities I have in hunting that area, but I'm going to try to be as patient as I can. That means getting out early. It means staying a long time, looking for little things that will help me still stay concentrated on looking for the animal and paying attention, but also keep me there for a lot longer period of time. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you visit deer camps. I drop in on deer camps a lot with the radio show out in West Texas and wherever I might be, and, and I hear the deer stories going around, and there's always one guy in camp that usually kills the biggest deer and always kills a deer when other guys go with unfilled tags, and I know immediately that's the guy with the most patience. He stays out there the longest. He does, he does. You know, it's very interesting. Over the years, we looked at a lot of the activity-type charts that are out there and came from the fishing world to begin with. Those help me be patient as well. I know that they, I, oh, we've tried so many different places, so many different times, kept records, and I'm very close to those activity charts do you see animals move in a situation where they're not in the rut, they're, you know, food is available. But I look at those and I say, okay, peak time for feeding today is going to be at 11 o'clock. Now, does that mean I'm going to wait until 10.45 to go out? No, because... Animals are individuals just as we are, and if we're individuals, there's no reason they shouldn't be. So you've got that animal out there. Maybe it's that buck that you've been looking for that's not going to follow the pattern of all the other deer. He's going to be out feeding really early at times when nothing else is. So, you know, you've got to put in your time again and be patient, but that activity chart helps me patient so that I remain where I am. Right. Absolutely. You know, I learned a lot about patience. Uh, in the field from bass fishermen, from professional bass fishermen who depend on a paycheck to keep that boat rolling down the road. Uh, these guys go out and whether they're catching fish or not, they've got to be on the bow of that boat chunking and grinding from daylight to dark every day or till, till time to, to weigh in. And it doesn't matter if you've caught six ounces all day and you've thrown thousands of casts, that next one might be the one. And you hang on to that little glimpse of optimism, like you said, the cellular tables. Anything that will give you a little glimpse of optimism and, and a little perk is good stuff. It, it really is, and it makes so much difference, particularly a lot of times when you're hunting mature animals. I mean, it's like trying to catch that 10, 12-pound bass. You know, this, you're not going to do it on every cast. You know, one may come along in a week or a lifetime, and the same thing is with those really big bucks that you're looking for, a lot of us do look for. You know, you just got to be patient, put in your time, and, and be available mentally and physically when that thing happens. And like we've talked about before, uh, deer don't watch the cowboy game. If you're sitting in camp watching the cowboy game, your odds go way down. Hunt the middle of the day. It can be rewarding. It is. Over the years, the, the biggest bucks that I've taken, I've taken from about 10 o'clock in the morning to about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and quite often that is when most everybody else, we get to hunt weekends a lot of times. You know, most of them are football fans. So the college or the favorite college team is playing during the middle of the day on Saturday. Protein playing in the middle of the day Sunday. And while you're in there watching the, 
Cowboys play or A&M play or, God forbid, a T-SIP game going on somewhere, you know, kind of thing. That's where those animals move. The animals have patterned us a whole lot better and a lot more often than what we realize than we ever imagined we could pattern them. My buddy, Mr. Whitetail, Larry Wysoon, smart guy. And you know what else is smart? Purina Pro Plan. There's a formula for your dog, no matter the age or the lifestyle. Pick up the pro plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. 13-year Major League pitcher and lifelong sportsman, outdoorsman, Jim Kern, when we come back from the coffee pot. Hi, this is Bobby Labonte, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store gets snack, and we get to talk about Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think, or if it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call, and then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car, so I can just feel the comfort knowing that it will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, you'll find a huge selection of firearms, ammo, fishing tackle, including rods, reels, lures, baits, and every accessory you can imagine. Whether you buy, sell, or trade, Marksman's mission is to guide and educate their customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. Visit one of their stores in Mansfield, Granbury, Killeen, or Wichita Falls. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com 
From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com The fish came from our waters, the meat from our fields, the heritage and history from our hearts. Glad you're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to this old camp house here at Kinder Outdoors. Deer season wrapped up last weekend, this past Sunday, uh, for the north zone of Texas. Texas is so big that it's broken up into two zones, north and south. The general season actually ended on New Year's Day, January 1st, but we have a a special spike and doe season uh, that extends through the 15th of January in the north zone. The special late season for white-tailed deer in the south zone of Texas uh, runs through January 29th. So you got a few more days, you folks down in south Texas. Quail hunters, you've got more time. You get a very long season every year, your final day of Quail opportunity is February 26th this year. You have more than a month remaining in your season. The season never closes for my buddy Jim Kern. He was a 13-year major leaguer, and in case you missed it last hour, he's my special guest on the show today. Jim Kern, it is always a pleasure to see you. Well, you know, it's been a while since we talked, but uh, sitting here at Dallas Fire Club show... Uh promoting our South America hunting and fishing. It's its good to see you. You always do show up at these things. You're good at that. Well, you know, I have to work for a living. I, I never was a major league pitcher. Well, you know, th- there was a little bit of work there, but the last 35 years after retiring from baseball, I've really done what I love, which is the hunting, fishing, and, and uh, really getting into photography as I get older put the gun away and pick up the camera a whole lot more yeah and that's very cool uh jim kern for folks that uh that don't know don't remember maybe you're not a baseball person uh you pitched how many years in the majors uh 13 years in the major leagues seven years in the minors a couple of years in winter ball uh the, the arm held out a long time for the equipment broke yeah and uh, with an arm like with with a career like that you had a great arm so i don't want to talk about that i want to talk about your batting average in the bigs. Uh, Jim, uh, did you ever step up to the plate? You played in the National League, son. Uh, regretfully, yes, I did step <laughs> up to the plate. You know, before we go into the batting average, we'll go into the fielding average. Oh, okay. uh, Greg Lucas, one time, I was doing uh, Fox Sports on a uh, Texas A&M college game, and Greg says, you know, Emu, tell me about this 745 fielding percentage. <laughs> 
And I kind of laughed, and I said, well, you know, I caught three out of four. I mean, what do you want? A good third baseman, if he's under 990, he's having a bad year. To me, 745 was good. And then as far as hitting, uh, I couldn't hit a con- I, I couldn't hit a duck in the posterior with a canoe paddle. It's uh, They used to laugh when I got up to bat. Major leagues, I was 0 for 11 and only struck out seven times. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of fun. Obviously a very illustrious career and a well-thought-of uh, career. And, uh, boy, you had an image about you, Jim, that was I, I, I would watch on TV at home and be intimidated. That was just image, though, wasn't it? Well, it was, yeah. The intimidation was a big factor. I was a one-trick pony. I could throw the ball 100 miles an hour consistently, but I I wasn't a good athlete. I was probably in the bottom 10% of athleticism of major league players, and you're playing against the best players in the world, so you, you figure out how to make all this work. And my idea was the talent was so close in the major leagues between pitching and hitting that if you could erode their confidence two or three percent, you had a big advantage. So it's a big deal, just that little bit. Yeah, it was. So I'd get on the mound and yell at myself. I had hair all over the place, beard, uh, you know, acted crazy, and a lot of it was construed to make the hitters uncomfortable. You know, whenever you threw a ball inside and, and they did a one-and-a-half gainer in a pike position trying to get out of the way, you kind of looked at your fingers like, wow, that slipped. And uh, actually, you were trying to set up the outside half the plate for the next pitch. Uh, that's the fun part of baseball is the mental part that a lot of people just don't see. Students of the game really enjoy that. Um, since baseball, and you alluded to this, you've been all over the world hunting and fishing. Uh, it is a passion of yours. You have guided hunts uh, from the snow to the seashore and uh, fishing trips as well. You've done a lot of stuff. What are you doing now? Uh, we're still doing the hunting and fishing end. Uh, I managed a lodge in Alaska and guided up there for 20 years. Right now, the basic aim of our marketing is peacock bass fishing in Brazil's Amazon Golden Dorado fishing in Argentina and Uruguay, uh, bird hunting in uh, South America, Uruguay, Argentina, and uh, we still do some brown bear hunting uh, in Alaska. You know, I've guided for a long time, and guiding whitetail, mule deer, black bear, elk is exciting. When you start guiding brown bear hunters in Alaska, it puts a whole different twist on it because you know if you make a mistake, that thing can eat you, yes. and you're, when you're guiding, you've got somebody else's life in your hand that really isn't as savvy for that particular animal or that particular area, so consequently, you're responsible for their life as well, so you kind of look at things a little differently. Yeah, absolutely, and peacock bass, not that different from a brown bear. They can eat you as well. Well, the peacock bass are very strong. The golden dorado have big teeth. The thing about the peacock bass swimming next to them is a couple hundred thousand piranha. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> so so that that becomes interesting as well. Uh, surprisingly, in the areas we fish, we've got black and white piranha rather than the red piranha, which are the nasty guys. Uh, and these piranha go six pounds, and interesting enough, they eat as good as a crappie. I was going to ask. Come on now, crappie. As as a crappie, yeah. The natives would rather eat piranha than anything else. Wow, 
That is amazing. I want to talk uh, more about what you guys are doing, specifically the fishing, but uh, I want to talk to you about how this all started. This is a passion. You don't do this as long as you have, as well as you have, without having a background. Where did this all start, hunting and fishing? Well, when I was nine years old, from then on, anytime the old man went hunting or fishing, he always invited me. Ice fishing, grouse hunting, deer hunting in, in mid-Michigan, and I just grew up loving it. My wife used to accuse me of playing baseball to simply finance my hunting and fishing. And while I played baseball, we went on guided hunts for elk in the Bitterroot Mountains of Idaho uh, in different places. And then when I retired, I started an outfitting business, utilizing these contacts I had, leasing ranches in Texas, and then uh, splitting them up and releasing them and riding, running guided hunts. And then it kind of morphed in. There's actually more money in booking for an operation than there is running the operation. So you, the exotic stuff in South America, they've made me go to the Amazon 38 <laughs> times since 1997. You forced you. Yeah, and, and every time you get on that float plane to head uh, 1,400 miles into the Amazon, it's never had a road punched into it, never been timbered. It's like flying into Alaska where you see no sign of man for a couple hours in the air. I mean, th th this is where I belong. Uh, the inner city, I don't function well there. Give me a place where I can talk to the animals and the birds and not people, and I'm happier. I think there are a lot of us like that. Hang on, Jim. More ground to cover with you in just a little while. He has a new book, uh, by the way. If you're a Texas Ranger fan, uh, back... In those developmental years, the early years, the 70s and 80s, uh, that's what this book focuses on, Tales uh, from the Clubhouse. It's not a strategy book. It's a behind-the-scenes look at a major leaguer's life. Jim Kern, an interesting character, and a brand-new book. We'll be talking about that with Jim uh, coming up as well as other hunting and fishing opportunities uh, that he has for us. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Pro Plan Performance Formula, 30% protein, 20% fat. If you attend a field trial, a walking trial, horseback trial, doesn't matter. The pros know Pro Plan is the absolute best fuel you can give your hardworking bird dog. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, it's 2022 Red Crest Champion Bobby Lane. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm definitely thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedom. So go to JimShockeyClassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. 
Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from $18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. This is Woody, Woody's fairly reliable guide service up on Rainy Lake, Minnesota. I've been taking families, friends, and corporate groups fishing for more than 40 years. Crappie, smallmouth, walleye, and monster pike await you right outside your lodge door. Not only can I show you a wonderful time on Rainy Lake, I can sell you your very own island as I'm a realtor too. So we can do it all up here and take a two-nation vacation with Woody. Over 90% of our customers make it back to dock safely. We hope you're one of them. Woody at RainyLake.com. See you here. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth to sell you a life filled with urban fascinations, to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner, together creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood.
In Genesis chapter 9, God himself told man that if it flies, moves on the earth, or swims in the water, it is meat for us. What a gracious God we have. We celebrate that in this old camp house, Kinder Outdoors. If you miss, don't worry. There'll be plenty more opportunity at Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. This place is swarming with upland birds, and they don't turn them loose in the morning so you can go shoot them in the afternoon. The habitat, the weather, the care from the Joshua Creek staff is all conducive to wild birds. These birds take up residence at Joshua Creek Ranch and actually nest and reproduce. You're going to chase hard-flying birds behind top-notch bird dogs and guides that you get along with before you enjoy five-star dining and lodging in the evening. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about this spectacular place when you visit my place, kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to our conversation now with my old friend Jim Kern, the emu. Talk to us about a trip. Uh, are we uh, are we fishing out of... Uh, Shaggy little boats and sleeping on the ground, Jim. Uh, you know, no, we've got, killing uh, what we eat. In in the Amazon, uh, we fly into Manaus, the old rubber capital of the world, a city of about two million people, and you get direct flights from Panama City, Panama, or Miami. And then the first night we'll put you up in a hotel. The next morning we'll get on a Cessna Caravan eight-passenger float plane and fly about 90 minutes into the rainforest and land at what we call our river trains. And our river trains consist of eight 250-square-foot cabins uh, and uh, uh, a cook tent and then uh, another room, uh, which is all aluminum and air-conditioned, have daily maid and laundry service. The extra room is a dining room. Uh, Like I said, we've got electricity 24-7. And then in the mornings, you'll go out in 21-foot bass boats with big casting platforms front and back with a Brazilian guide. Without the Brazilian guide, you aren't finding your way back home in this myriad of channels. And then fish for the day. Do this. uh, We offer four-day trips and six-day trips. And uh, then come back in the evening. Uh, You've got drinks, caipirinhas, which is like a Brazilian margarita. Uh, the food, the guides, the fishing is awesome. Uh, you can expect to catch, oh, 24 to 36 fish a day, peacock bass, wow. between 5 and 20 pounds. <laughs> and visualize a 20-pound smallmouth bass having a bad hair day, and that's the way these things fight. <laughs> they do, and you like to catch them on a fly rod. Fly rod's certainly an option, right? Yeah, yeah. We do spinning, bait casting, and fly rods. We furnish all the rods, reels, and lures at camp. The fly fishing is interesting. Uh, you got to, once you hook them, you don't know how big they are until they make a jump. And sometimes you go, oh, my Lord, what am I going to do with this thing? Uh, they are just very, very powerful they like to head for the brush as soon as you hook them, so it's a war to keep them out of the brush, uh, but it is exciting. Yeah. Looking back over your 13-year major league career, do you have a game you can pin it down to and just say, wow, that was the day? Uh, really, it was a game I wasn't involved in. Wow. Uh, it was opening day in 1975 in Cleveland. It was Frank Robinson's major league debut as a manager. And his first at-bat, he goes deep. That in front of 55,000 people was probably 
my most exciting time. 77 All-Star Game, the first time I played in an All-Star Game. Uh, I got in the third inning and struck out Dave Parker, struck out George Foster, and broke Lazinski's bat for a ground ball to second base. Uh, those are big, but watching Frank Robinson was the biggest in my career. That's very interesting. Your biggest day as a big leaguer was as a uh, a guy. In a, uh, I'm sorry. As a spectator and a spectator pool. like me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. If folks want to go fishing with you, what do we do? Uh, you can get me on the internet at emuoutfitting.com, emuoutfitting.com, or give me a call. Go to our website. And phone numbers are there and uh, pretty complete information. And uh, we'll get back to you. Very good. And uh, kinderoutdoors.com, too, if you're driving, don't have time to jot this down, we've got it for you. And I gave you one of my prized possessions. I spent 15 years writing. Uh, We've got a book on Amazon, if you're interested, which is Tales of the Texas 70s and 80s Texas Rangers. And it's not strategy. It's the stupid stuff we did on and off the field with ball players that had too much time and too much money. <laughs> and that's the stuff that I want to read. And uh, what an interesting and now historic cover. Gaylord Perry on there. We just lost Gaylord uh, a couple of years ago, and it, it looks like he's got you in a stranglehold. Well, Gaylord, I played with him in Cleveland. Gaylord was the honoriest old man you've ever known in your life. And I dearly loved him, but every time you said hi to him, it hurt. And I had asked these three guys, Gaylord Perry, Ferguson Jenkins, and Sparky Lyle, to take a picture with me. And so Gaylord immediately grabs me and Sparky pounding me in the chest. That's that's the picture, yes. Yeah, it looks like Sparky's about to hit you with a haymaker there. Uh, That's a Hall of Fame uh, cover. It's 70s and 80s tales from the Texas Rangers by the emu himself, Jim Kern, available at Amazon. Yes, it won't break you, and you can read it on Kindle, too. Very good. Hey, we're going to take a short break. Then we're going to come back and talk about some other opportunities that you offer up uh, outside of Peacock Bass, okay? Sounds good. Thanks for hanging out with us at Kinder Outdoors. Send us a picture for the bragging board, kinderoutdoors.com. I asked my friend Major League Bass Pro Tour veteran Kelly Jordan about lure color, bait color. Does it really matter? Is that just something that the tackle companies do to sell more baits? Uh, it matters, especially if you're not using the color that the fish like. <laughs> so how do we want to match a color up to a fishing situation? Well, it's always good to have a pretty good selection of colors. Uh, you know, you can get as dialed into the color as you would like if you really want to. Uh, I don't ever discourage anybody from trying different colors. Uh, but there are basics. And of those basics, you basically have your darks, your medium darks, your kind of light ones and then your super light colors basically from your whites to your chartreuses to your greens to your blacks and your browns that's pretty much what you have um in a soft plastic situation you know you pretty much uh, are using usually the darker those colors the more greens and the more blacks you know maybe with some different flake in them or whatever uh possibly if you're throwing a soft plastic jerk bait then you'll go to your light colors like your whites and whatever because your bait is actually imitating a shad or something like that uh that being said, uh, probably the number one color that you could use year-round for pretty much anything is a green pumpkin color. 
Then you have watermelon, which is a little bit lighter than that. Then you have the different flakes in there. Then you have your black and blues. Those work really good and really heavy cover or really off-color water or at nighttime. Uh, you know, and more of the lighter colors and the more realistic colors you get to, more of the more clear shades and more of the glimmer, stuff like that, those typically may be really coming to play in really clear water. The clearer your water is, you can have one of the, more of those really cool natural colors. But if you have normal clarity in water or even you know more off-color water, the darks typically shine with the exception of some bright colors trying to maybe help your visibility of your bait, and that's where the chartreuses come into play. Yeah. As a general rule, I mean, that's just sure. colors all spectrum, but you don't need a whole lot of colors and basics, and then you can tweak the... Uh, the, uh, the 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 little nuances in the colors, I guess, and then always have a, a little deal of dip and dye with you to dip the tail chartreuse. There you That's go. always a good call. There you go. And of course, uh, it's it, if you can do your homework and kind of find out what these fish in the lake uh, that you're fishing in, what they're feeding on, is there a, a healthy shad population? You know, what are they are they feeding on crawfish? That way, that can help with shape, bait, and color, can it? Absolutely. You know, you do want to match the hatch if you do figure out what they're biting on. You know, what the fish are actively feeding on, that is a huge help to you and helps you select that. But, yeah, you know, stick with the basic colors. You know, like I said, there's your whites, uh, your lights, your greens, your dark greens, your browns, and your blacks. Sounds like a lot of colors, but it's only, what, four, five, or six, you know, something like that. Variations of those. If you have a selection of each one of those kind of in, in, throughout the spectrum, uh, you're going to have something that the fish are going to bite just about anywhere you go. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our Chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. <laughs> Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com.
The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall. I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and neck gaiters. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well, I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska, negative 30, chasing muskox. He said second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wearing our gloves and hat. The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool. Oh, yeah, much warmer than wool, a lot more durable. These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of the buffalo, thebuffalowoolco.com. The buffalowoolco.com. Outdoorsmen and women, hunters, shooters, and fishers are the reason that wild creatures roam bountifully in wild places. This is where we come together to talk about it. Kinder Outdoors. At Joshua Creek Ranch, I'm always bragging on these folks at Joshua Creek Ranch because they do it right or they don't do it at all. And you're going to experience that firsthand uh, when you go spend a little time with them uh, at, at Joshua Creek Ranch in the beautiful Texas Hill Country just northwest of San Antonio. They sell memberships now, individual, family, and corporate memberships. Take a look at those. Talk to them about it. Could be that you can visit the ranch more often through their membership program. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to our special guest in the old camp house today, and that's Jim Kern with Emu Outfitting. All right, Jim Kern, hey, 13 years in the majors. Got a brand-new book out, 70s and 80s Tales from the Texas Rangers. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, you're going to love this book. Uh, this is how I'm going to spend my next several nights reading through this book. Thanks for the gift. Ah, oh, you'll enjoy it. It's got stories from Sunberg, Hargrove, Tom Grieve. Uh, we've got stories about Frank Howard, Ted Williams, Brad Corbett, uh, signing of Nolan Ryan with the Rangers, a uh, lot of interesting stuff, a lot of uh, idiosyncrasies of Mickey Rivers. You know, I remember one of the items in the book is Mickey, when he first got traded to the Rangers, Randy Galloway, who was the beat writer for the Dallas Morning News at the time, says, Mickey, how come you never had any trouble getting along with George Steinbrenner and Billy Martin? 
And Mickey thinks for a minute, and he says, As George and Billy's nice, we's two of a kind. <laughs> the three of them, two of a kind. Uh, Jim Kern joining me, and uh, you can go fishing with Jim. You can go hunting with Jim. You guys literally feature some pretty cool trips all over the place. We do. Uh, we do bird hunting for Perdiz, high-volume duck, dove, and pigeon in uh, Uruguay and Argentina. Golden Dorado go up to 50 pounds. In Argentina and Uruguay, blue wolf fish that have the teeth out of a meat grinder. Uh, then we do everything in Alaska still. Uh, five species of salmon, rainbow trout, char. Uh, if you want uh, big trout, a 20-incher is a give-me in Alaska. And then we also do brown bear and moose hunting in Alaska. Brown bear hunting is great. I mean, uh, they they tend to lose it when you poke a hole in them. Yeah. And, Walking back in the alders, following a blood trail, knowing what's at the end, it it will uh, bring your heart into your mouth occasionally. Yeah, it will make you rethink your priorities, I'm sure. I'm looking at a picture of a beautiful castle, that's the only way I know to describe it, in Uruguay, uh, where you feature uh, some uh, some high-volume pigeon dove shoots um, and Perdiz shoots. Is that where we stay? Yes, that's, uh, that particular estancia is called La Bella Jaca, and it's uh, just outside of Montevideo. Uh, there we do, like you said, uh, dove, perdice, some duck hunting, some pigeon hunting, uh, but the facility is, is beyond nice. Uh, the lady that made it, Louise Brown's wife, uh, constructed it. Uh, she collected stones off old farmhouses, for I sort of say, it looks hundreds of years old. Yes, and used all these stones to construct it. It's only about 12 years old. But, I mean, you walk into this place, it is beyond great. There's, you know, ostrich skin on some of the walls. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's way over and above. And there's several estancias like that. We do them uh, north of Buenos Aires and Entro Rios province. Uh, we do duck, dove, perdice, and golden dorado fishing up there. Uh, and very affordable. You're looking at around $1,000 a night, food, lodging, hunting, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And uh, the people all speak English, and it is a class operation. You're going to do that for about the price of a good elk hunt. Yeah. Well, uh, cheaper, actually. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, a good hotel room in Montevideo or Punta del Este, uh, right there close, which they call the Monte Carlo of South America, is going to cost you more than a thousand dollars a night and we also this area has four vineyards in the area and we we do wine tours there for couples where the gentleman can go out and shoot dove in the morning while the ladies can go to the vineyards and drink wine and uh talk about the men you know yeah. <laughs> during the day yeah the only thing i was about to say the only thing that upstages this beautiful estancia is uh, the countryside in the background, gorgeous. The, the countryside is gorgeous. One of my best trips was from Guayaquil in Argentina to Montevideo. It was about a five-hour trip. We took by car going from one lodge to the other looking at them. And it looked like the Midwest. I mean, it was just exactly like the Midwest with the rolling hills. They were harvesting grain. It, it was one of the, the better trips I've ever taken. Wonderful trips, uh, whether it's Alaska, Uruguay, or you want to go catch peacock bass with Jim Kern, uh, you can do that. Uh, emuoutfitters.com. Emuoutfitting.com. 
emuoutfitting.com and a link at kinderoutdoors.com. When we go to the river with you to catch peacock bass, we're staying in luxury. You, you detailed it earlier. Uh, you're not going to be roughing it anywhere along the way, and it is just simply amazing to me what you have two hours into an area that's primitive. There are no roads. There are no cities, no towns, no establishments there. What is there, you have to fly in, carry in, boat in. Yes, it is. The area is just like the Portuguese saw it in the 1500s when they first showed up. Uh, the, the natives are extremely nice. Uh, they're the ones that staff our camps and the guides, uh, you know, and I'm kind of famous down there because they're all about 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five. <laughs> and at 6'5", I stand out a bit, but these people are extremely nice, quality operation, and uh, been doing it since 1992, so a lot of history. Yep, a lot of history, and listen, there's nothing more fun than catching fish on a topwater bait, and I'm assuming you do a lot of that. What, Zara spooks or bigger? Uh, you do Zara spooks. You do uh, something called a jumping minnow, which is like a spook. Uh, those great big woodchopper propeller baits. Uh, X-wraps, crystal minnows by Yozuri, uh and big six-inch long jigs. The, the secret to peacock bass is you do nothing slow. It, it's extremely fun. Yeah, if you like catching, not fishing, this is your trip. Uh, you're going to be very active the whole day long. You're going to go to bed tired and with a smile on your face. You are, and you're going to see the seven-foot river otters are down there, the pink and gray dolphins that are in. Wait a minute, Jim. Seven-foot otters? Seven-foot river otters. Is this that old intimidation feature that you're throwing out again? From the otter standpoint, it is, because once you see one, you'll be intimidating. Their head is the size of a soccer ball. Wow. Yeah, and we've got pink and gray dolphins that are indigenous only to the Amazon. You'll have black caimans. Uh, you've got more macaws and toucans than you ever thought existed. I love to sit on the beach at night and simply try to figure out what is making that sound in the rainforest. You'll have woolly monkeys and spider monkeys, three-toed sloths. We were sitting in camp one night drinking caipirinhas, which is a Brazilian drink like a margarita, and here this three-toed sloth walks into camp, hangs out a bit. We wouldn't give him a drink, so he left. <laughs> Jim Kern, it's always good to see you. The new book is 70s and 80s Tales from the Texas Rangers. We'll have a link to that at Kinder Outdoors, as well as any of these fabulous trips uh, that you might want to participate in. Jim, thanks. Always a pleasure. I enjoyed it. He's a great guy. If you ever see Jim at a show, stop and visit with him about baseball, peacock bass, hunting around the globe. I promise you'll enjoy the conversation. I also promise you a great stay at Joshua Creek Ranch, just northwest of San Antonio, Bernie, Texas. That's where Joe and Ann Kerchival carved out a five-star nirvana with you in mind. Texas best bird hunting, Orbis, shooting sportsman, Beretta, Kinder Outdoors endorsed, Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. All out of time. Thanks for hanging out with us. And I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time that we have together in this old camp house each week. Come see us next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Mm -hmm.